Hey, Fifth Line, this is Greg Murray, the voice of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Artillery Podcast, the number one Blue Jackets podcast in the world. Or so they say. Here are your hosts, Jordan, Kyle, Warren, and Tyler. Who wrote this, by the way? What's up, little boomers? Welcome into the podcast. Hello. I'm Kyle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Braden's making all kinds of noises over there. You got that. You oh, God. Got, you didn't get that out. You came for, uh, what do you, ASMR? What do you call it? Yeah, you got it. I got it. Asthma. Asthma. If you came for that, you came to the right podcast. Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyways, welcome to the, the episode, episode 256. I am Jordan. Is it? 56? I thought 57. I meant 57. There we go. 257. Started over. Nope. No. We're rolling with it. Fuck it. We're doing it live. We're doing we'll do it live. live. <laughs> I'll, I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> I used to have that sound clip somewhere, but it's too late. Uh, anyways, Braden's here. Also, Warren's back. What's hey. up? Hey. <laughs> Warren. And Warren. Warren is back. Uh, Tyler's not here, and Kyle texts us. Right when we hit record saying, oh, I'm not coming. So I went to sleep. Me <sighs> take a nap. What a loser. What an absolute loser. But anyways, we're going to rock this show like no other. Uh, got a lot to talk about. Really? I think so. Yeah. I put it in the show flow. So, yeah, first thing. Kyle is uh, back from Traverse City. <laughs> yeah, that was the first thing. Kyle went to Traverse City. I was so Kyle, Kyle how, how was it? How was it, Kyle? Awesome, awesome. Some hockey, a lot of travel. But I was going to talk to some people. My fiance took some pictures. It's fucking stupid. Is that that's that's yeah, literally that's, your impression of Kyle? Yeah, that's, that's that was. Is that how he sounds? Kyle. Do you? Yeah, that's how I hear him. <laughs> you don't. Well, whatever. We'll see. Whatever. That's fine. <laughs> God. That's the- <laughs> turn your mic up here, boy. <laughs> Thanks for the Traverse City updates, Kyle. Yeah. Just hockey. <laughs> All right. So that was our Traverse City update. For those of you that are still listening to the podcast. <laughs> uh, so anyways, Warren, you're back. Where the hell you been, my guy? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Boston, uh, Atlantic City. Don't go. Atlantic City sucks. Really? Yeah. So Friends made it look so fun. Friends did go there. Yeah, they didn't but, actually make it. So, though. like, if you just go there just to gamble, then I'm sure it's going to be fine. But like, if you want to do anything else, it's just a boy. That's what Atlantic City is. It's just a big small town. Yeah, but there's yeah. casinos in every city. Now there isn't, but now yeah. there is. But there wasn't like ten years ago. I forgot we're living ten years ago. I know, but like literally I'm just saying that's why Atlantic City is there. <laughs> I know, but literally anything else sucks. There is there just casinos and gambling. Yeah, and then just rundown homes it's like someone put up big old skyscrapers in like the worst part of your town mm. <laughs> it was like Atlantic City <laughs> welcome so what's the equivalent of like a neighborhood here where there would be like random skyscrapers like what Columbus no <laughs> don't disrespect C-Bus like that it'd sir. be like the outskirts of Marysville okay like in between I was thinking like Grove City no, hey, that's gotten too the big. The fuck you mean? <laughs> You're saying like I don't know what's going on down there. Grove City's a hustling and a bustling. It's like the homes <laughs> okay. in between Scott's Miracle Grow and like downtown Marysville. But like that area, okay. Well, there is like a little countryside where it's like okay, something's going on here. Did you it's know the rubbish. CEO of Scott's Miracle Grow lives in New Jersey and flies to work every morning on a helicopter? Yeah, that's ridiculous. I flies did. himself. That I is did. absolutely ridiculous. That's awesome. I, I mean, good for that. him. I mean, I guess. 
Haley was a she got to uh, ride in the uh, L helicopter when oh, she yeah. worked there. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, how but, how long of a helicopter flight is that? It's like an hour. They just go up so. and down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like all right, yeah, all right. An hour in a helicopter? It's like an hour and a half. I can I see a plane, but the helicopter doesn't go as fast as a plane. It's still be hucking though. Yeah. Hucking. That's just kind. Of, I mean, I guess you have a lot of time to like get your shit together. You probably got your laptop up there, just like, you know. I hope he's flying. <laughs> I hope he. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I put it in autopilot. Let me just check the old laptop. <laughs> All right, here we go. <sighs> um, wow. but yeah, uh, there is uh, in uh, Nashville. Uh, next week I'll be in Vegas. Uh, Sounds yeah. like you live a terrible life. It's a pretty. I like it. <laughs> but yeah, good bit of traveling. So a lot of the stuff it's just come on the Wednesdays, and I can't be here because I'm out of the town. Out of the towns, but you're in the towns now. But I'm in the towns. You're in the towns. I Kyle, won't be here Kyle's next week back. though. Oh, he's gone again. <laughs> yeah, I'll be in Vegas. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I know we were talking that uh, with the whole F1 thing happening there. Like, good luck getting to your hotel room. Yeah. Between like, that and... F1 race in Vegas? Yeah, the, yeah in, uh, it's uh, not. It's, yeah, it's in November, but, like, they're repaving all the streets. Like, it's just... I've heard it's, like, a nightmare. They're tearing down trees on, like, the actual boulevard so spectators can see the race. Like, they're just, like, going into town. What the thing. heck? Yeah, so... And then between that and getting hacked, MGM, where our conference is... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just got to hope I can truly get in my room. Yeah. Good luck, sir. Good luck. Oh, thank you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Some other news and notes before we get into, uh, you know, the reason you're all here. Uh, the le- There's a league update. So the term uh, Lions man or linesman has now been changed to Lions person. Um, thoughts on that? I guess m- maybe there's a possible woman or maybe many joining the officiating crew. We don't have any confirmation on that, but it's an interesting thing for them to change. But uh, if there is a female presence coming in, I welcome it. Sure. Come on in. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we talked about it and we've seen enough horrible ref officiating. I hope that Did some you just of these combine those words of a referating, 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 referating. Yes. Yeah. I hope that there's also going to be some in what's uh, that one office quote. Um, I don't want to micro. Why well, say lot word when no, small not that word one. do trick? Like, oh, micro micro jiment. Micro jiment. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I hope that there's also going to be some uh, female representation within the uh, Toronto front office, so that we can or the review booths in Toronto, wherever that is, whatever that's called. I know. Listen, because they make some horrible decisions. They make horrible there. decisions, and I know six one four rule, and I know a woman. In that booth. You know a woman? I, like two. Ah, ah. Uh, but I know if there was a woman in, like, in the replay booth, like they can track down anything on social. Oh, yeah. They'll track down anything on social. So you damn well better believe that they would track down something on the ice that you know us guys are missing, right? No more Rule 614. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I don't, and I've seen people talk. I don't, this is, to me, it's not a woke thing, right? It's not. It's, it's not just a woke a, thing. It's, it's a, just like, hey, if, if there's going to be females... And more involved in the NHL and in the game, all right, lines person, it is. I, yeah, I'm okay with that. Let's do it. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's multiple gender. Yeah, line person, lines people, lines persons, lines people. Let's call them lines. <laughs> yeah, just call them lines. Just call them lines. Do you guys uh, remember the show? My gym partners are monkeys. My gym, yes. Every morning before I went to school. Yeah, my gym ever? partners are monkeys. No, actually. no, my gym partners a monkey. Oh no, my gym partners are monkey. Ooh, ow, ow, ow. Yep. Yeah, you want to relate that to something? Um, well, there was a, there was a, <laughs> there was a, uh, um, a part in one of the episodes whenever he was talking to these lions and they were bullying him mm. and they're like, Hey lion, 
I think you're really cool. And if I'm telling, if you got to trust me, because I wouldn't be lying. Just kidding. I am a lion. And I thought of that whenever I said, just call them lions. <laughs> so. <laughs> got it. Glad, got it. Uh, glad to be back. <laughs> We've missed you, Warren. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just yeah, to live a day in the life of your head would oh, just be. Oh, boy. It'd be entertaining. I've told Haley, like, she's such a thinker, which she would be great as a lines person. Um, but I told her if you went into my head, it would just be like. Yeah. You know, that, much the whole time. you know that scene from uh, SpongeBob SquarePants where Patrick's like, hey, don't inner, hold your mic right there. Hold it up here. The inner mechanisms of my mind are an enigma. <laughs> and it cuts to a glass of milk spilling. <laughs> That's what's going on up here. Hell yeah, dude. You love to hear it. You know? Retweet. RT or it's funny. or repost now. RP. I'll never say that. RP. Yep. It's Twitter. Uh, I agree. Yep. All right, moving on to uh, some more news and notes from around the league or around the team. Uh, Sillinger is changing his number from 34 to 4 because why? Because it's We're a new... We're Austin Matthews. It's a new... No, it's a... Well, maybe. <laughs> it's a new season, baby, for Cole Sillinger. He's going to break out. He's going to bust out with, you know, maybe 30 goals this year. He's a changed man ever since he broke up with Tate McCray, which we already talked about. 34 to 4, new identity, new man. This this guy's coming out with a vengeance. Haven't we talked about this before? We have, but didn't, not the number change. No, we have. Have didn't we? Didn't he change his number before? Yeah. That's no. what I thought. He's been 34 since he came in, but they announced he changed it like right after the season. That's yeah. So when I was so looking at That's right. They're I like, think we just kidding. I think we talked about it earlier, like <laughs> yeah. right after the season ended. We, we, I think, I think right. we did because I did drop it in the group chat because I was confused. I was like, is this the third time he's changed it? Yeah, no, he changed it the at the end of this time. season. Okay, yeah. well, he hasn't, he's only changed it once. He's yeah. been 34 since he's been in Columbus. Yeah, okay. So I, I feel <laughs> well, like I knew now. that, but I was confused by it. But this is the first time that we've seen the four, you know, on the jersey, in the photo shoot, and it was announced today, like in case you forgot, uh, Silly's number four now. Um, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just, you know, it's his, this is his revenge tour, right? Number four, baby. I'm still. I just <laughs> can't do much worse. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Hey, side note: Tate McRae's song is kind of a banger, though. Haven't heard it. I've never let. I I could never tell you anything about her. I didn't listen to it, or I didn't. I don't really listen to her music. I listened to it because of this. I just wanted to be like, I know why she wrote this. I know. I, <laughs> I, know I watched things. the video because obviously it's you know it's set in a hockey rink, hockey locker room, all that. It is very on the nose. It was just way too much like. <laughs> Just the dancing was way over the top. Maybe I'm an old man. You are old. Well, I, know, yeah, I do know yeah. that. But I'm just saying, 35. like, it was just like, <laughs> it was so much jerking and moving. I'm like, what's going on? I, I don't know. It was Let's weird. dance. It was just a lot moving on. <laughs> what the hell is happening right there? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you were passed out at my to wedding dance. Huh? To be fair, you were passed out during the dancing at my wedding. I made it to like one, I think. <laughs> one dance. All right, relax. Uh, all right, another news and note before we move on to the next segment. Adam Fantilli, he, apparently he's rooming with Patrick Laine, which Whoa. I kind of liked this move because, you know, Patrick Laine. It's cute. An established National League hockey player has put up some phenomenal seasons. He's been around the block, knows what he's doing. So to kind of bring this young guy in and be, you know, have him live with you, I kind of like the, maybe the mentorship there yeah. for old Adam Fantilli, right? I think yeah. that's a good move. Line a liked it. He's Canadian. Fantilli's Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's really <laughs> so nice. He's really nice. That's the, that was literally like pretty much the quote. But not only that, it's something that's like kind of been alluded to ever since this situation has resolved. It really does seem like Line is in a position to where he wants to be a leader. Mm-hmm. He's and he's making it known. Between yep. that being yep. like more outspoken on things, it, it 
I, I'm I'm excited to see what he's going to be in the next year or two. Yeah, because he's clearly making that jump to be like, you know what? I want to own who I am, and mm-hmm. gets me excited not only for him as a leader, as a veteran in the next couple of years, but as just this season approaches. I'm yeah, s- I'm stoked. Yeah, and he's also like he's just owning wanting to be here in Columbus too, which I like. Which yeah. you know you could, that's you know we see him you know slightly more and more from guys from time to time, but we, you know there's also the narrative about Columbus. But he's owning the city. He's proud of the city. He's proud to be here. And I love that, and I love that yeah, that that type of stuff can rub off on old Fantilli there, um, being his roommate. So I think that's a cool little thing, little is, tidbit. Is Line A the ugliest hot guy or the hottest <laughs> ugly guy? That's a question for the ages. The Holy shit! Question. <laughs> I think I could write a dissertation on that. Right. Yeah, I mean he's Ugliest so so he's owning his baldness, right? We're talking about him owning his. I do uh, kind of. Like, he, he, he's, he, he's grown he it out that, a little bit. He did keep he the kept hat that on. Cap on. Yeah, he did keep the hat on and uh, played. <laughs> and he's grown it interviews. out like a touch too. Yeah, it, it'd be like if I grew it out. So now he just knows it. not to grow it out like he like that one guy in scary movie with the decrepit. <laughs> Take hand. my hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what he looked like when he had the long hair. But uh, yeah, so he knows, you know, he knows how he's working. What he, what, what the good Lord gave him, right? So and that lo- his little mustache reminds me of mine. <laughs> it works. Oh, you're right. It does. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. Something to think about. Well, you so think his is better? Line A stash? Than yours? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so bleached. Oh yeah. Right. Bleach yours a little bit. No. Bleach is up a little bit. I'm all natural. All right. Fair enough. Okay. That was the first See, time you could do that in a while. Yeah, I've had to do it like the last three weeks. <laughs> yeah, just just for old time's sake. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about it. Obviously, we, we touched on it Sunday, me and Braden. Uh, we, we wanted to bring kind of, the, you know, the, the news broke. So we're like, All right, we, we got to record something. So we did touch on the whole Babcock resigns saga uh, bullshit, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no secret. He's officially resigned as head coach, right? Not even a game under his belt in Columbus. Um, so I have, I want to talk about the press conference or actually Warren, do you have any thoughts first? Cause you weren't here Sunday. Yeah. He hasn't been here the last two times we've talked about it. I mean, I made my stance known at the start and I remade my stance after the truth essentially <laughs> On came Twitter out, though, but, but not to, not to the listeners. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I kind of made he it was known getting there. there, dude. Right, I, I was just making sure. I, I made my stance known like it. From what we were hearing at the start, it seemed like it was very much overblown. So I treated it as such. Like it, it you treat something in my mind like innocent until proven guilty, but like it quickly became like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, okay, yeah, no, he it's uh he's guilty. Yeah. He, he's guilty. He's uh he did something wrong here, and I just made it known. Like great, okay, he's out. We made the change. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, and we all kind of went to bat for Babcock on our last Wednesday episode because the, because the point of the matter is the facts were not really out yet. We just kind of, we were taking the word of the players. And like I said, we touched on this Sunday. Like yeah. we were taking the word of uh, Boone Jenner who came out in a statement. Zach Rowinski, we're taking the word of Johnny Gaudreau who sat down with Elliot Friedman. Like we were taking the word of these guys where they, you know, they kind of came out and said what they, what Babcock did to them was seemed harmless. But yeah. in, in flip, I think what we didn't realize and what has come out now is Babcock, treated the older players um, differently than the younger players mm-hmm. um, 
in these one-on-one meetings because I feel like the way I look at it, if Babcock treats these older players differently, like, hey, let me just get to know your family with these phones, then maybe there won't be a lot of chatter among the locker room like, oh, you know, Babcock did this, Babcock did that, but maybe the, the older players are more like, hey, oh, I thought it was harmless, so yeah. there was going to be miscommunication between old and young, and I think that's where the disconnect of everything kind of happened, right? Like it's, yeah. And yeah. we obviously, after you know further development, the younger players – were extremely uncomfortable, and something else broke. Yeah, even here. more has come out. Yeah, even more has come out, which we're going to talk about. Um, but th- I want to get to the the press conference with JD and Yarmo. Um, just kind of interesting all around, and I kind of I like JD's way of going about it. I was not really impressed with Yarmo in this press conference. I felt like he was kind of more defensive and just yeah. kind of almost came off as an asshole a little bit. And I think JD kind of, you know, came in and, and was more sympathetic to what happened. Uh, there is a clip here. The audio is kind of sucky here, so I apologize. It might be a little low. But uh, this is kind of the, the clip of what I want to touch on with, uh, with the Yarmo and JD presser. Oh, shit. <laughs> Leave it in. Don't take oh, that wow. out. <laughs> Wrong one. I can't believe JD was able to produce that sound. <laughs> it was amazing. Uh. <laughs> as soon as I say, and that's all he had to say on the topic too. Like he did that and walked off. He had such a better understanding. He was so much better than Yarmo. As soon as I say, <laughs> as soon as I say the audio is bad, everyone's turning up their stand, their, their, their and just blow their speakers out. You blow, leave that in. Oh, I'm keeping it in. I don't care. We're just rolling with it. But anyways, here's the actual clip from the press conference. My bad, all of our listeners. Maybe they were right. It's on us. It's on me. And uh, I respect opinions around. We did a a lot of research. Uh, When we went through this process, Mike came into Columbus two or three different times and came to my home and uh, with our group. And we went through a lot of different things, a lot of different things. And um, sometimes you just flat out make a mistake. We made a mistake. I'm, f- I'm free to sit up here and tell you that. And to our fans, I think some were excited, some were going, ooh, what's this going to be about? It didn't work. Uh, I, I, uh, I think as a group we owe them um, the explanation and apology. But we're also very comfortable in going forward with Pascal. All right. So, I mean, honestly... That first clip, I could have just rolled with that, right? That, that's kind of what we got from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little much. Bit. I'm yeah. just kidding. But, uh, but yeah, so I guess the management, front office, owning up to it, right? So when Babs first got hired, a lot of fans, especially in Columbus, a lot around the league, were like, this just doesn't make sense. And I think they were willing to give him a second chance, and Babs said all the right things. He did all the right things in front of the media. He All the press conferences, he said the right things. I'm, I'm going to change. Like, I get what I did was wrong. But then all of a sudden, you know, all this news breaks, and then the front office is kind of like, well, oh, shit, we, you know, we got it wrong. That JD point blank said that. We got it wrong. And he also said, referring to the fans, maybe they were right. So it's kind of like, damn, all right. <laughs> like, should there be a little more accountability here in the front office? Like, is it, should their jobs be in question here? Or are we getting too deep into that right now? But, like, I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts? I think it's too soon to. Like, I, we talked about it a little bit on Sunday. I think losing a head coach, your GM, and then... Oh, I'm going to get shit for saying this. Is JD the president? Yeah. yeah. Like, I think losing all three of those roles 
right before training camp or right into training camp is a lot for an organization to worry about when you're trying to put a team on the ice in the coming weeks. Um, so I think it's a little early for that. But I mean, accountability wise, I don't, if people are asking for more, I don't know what else you can really ask for. I mean, they said, I mean, in terms of my, my perception of accountability would be like, all right, well, did you actually do your due diligence? Right. Or did you just take advice from your buddies around the league? Did you actually investigate? Did you, did you ask questions? Did you go further in depth about Babcock's and his antics and what he's done in the past? And, and I just, I feel like maybe they didn't really look into it that much. And they just kind of from word of mouth, they were like, you know what? I think Babcock could fit well here. And then like, I think they just got excited about the idea of a guy like Babcock in Columbus. And they just kind of, I think they just maybe pulled trig too quick and they just didn't do their due diligence. And that's where I, that's where I come in with the accountability. Like, like, like if it's been 10 years of these guys and we haven't seen success to the extent of what we should have or what we want as fans. And that's frustrating. And I think if, the, if this is a byproduct of, of maybe other things, then I think that their job should be in question. Granted, to what you said, Braden, yeah, losing your GM, your head coach, and the president of hockey operations right before the season, that's a pretty big loss for a whole organization. Now, that's where do you go from there, like for that season? So that you totally makes sense there. So I noticed you said pull trick too quick. Pull trick too quick. I like that. Um, <laughs> I, my thing is. You, you talked about, like, the hiring process. They talked to players about this decision before it was made about signing Babcock to be the head coach. And from the understanding, it was made known. Like, to my knowledge, players were like, yeah, cool. This sounds great. And yeah. they did their – in my mind, they did truly their due diligence. But you – it he kind of came off as, like, a snake with this situation. Like, a little bit. Coming off and being like, no, I've learned my lesson. I'm going to be so much better. That's my bad kind of impression, I guess. Interesting. so much better. Weird how he's Eastern European. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but like, he, he made it known. Like, I've I've learned my lesson. I did. Uh, I've I've taken the time to reflect. I've I've learned what I've done wrong. All this stuff, and then just immediately, yeah. immediately, like, <clears throat> you're going to show your stripes eventually. And he, I'm so glad he did this so soon. To make it so much easier for this process. But, um, I mean, it, it, I think Elliot Friedman had a post, like an article, and he talked about how well run it seemed like the Blue Jackets front office, the Blue Jackets ownership has run things for since their creation 20-some years ago. Like, we've had, we've done very well with who we've been hiring leading to success no but like just good quality people mm -hmm. that has been a fact and then this one thing comes in and now it's like well should we just can these guys yeah like, and i but this has uh, been a topic of conversation for uh, going on a couple of years now because of the lack of on ice success like the one playoff series win just isn't enough at this point if you're a general manager yarmo's now going on his on his fourth coaching hire. i think you're looking at two different aspects of the argument yeah. like you can't I see you that, can't use this babcock blunder as a justification to fire a guy for they got gypped. lack of success. I mean, yeah, like we said it on Sunday. Uh, but this they shit get gypped, sucks. Right? I think it... Did I they think, get gypped or like, listen, we're paying these guys to to do a job that, you know, should bring... We're paying these guys to do something that I think they're not doing very well in a roundabout way. I just said it just kind of like not too in-depth there, but like, listen, like 
I was a big JD supporter. I've been a big Yarmo supporter. But lately, I'm just sitting here like, you know, we. I feel like we have the on-ice talent and we have the ability to be successful. And I know what you're saying, like comparing maybe apples and oranges here. But I'm saying like, you know, they're both a fruit. And at the end of the day, like, <laughs> it's. I feel like there's some commonality here to why we're maybe possibly struggling. Yeah, but I. That was good. They're both a fruit. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm glad know. you think so. Yeah. I mean, but um, like we talked about on. Sunday. I mean, I I don't think there's a commonality between their lack of success on the ice, between them getting kind of swindled by Babcock. Like we said on Sunday, it kind of sucks for him to come out and say the right things. And now knowing the information that we've even learned since Sunday, for him to come out, say all these right things, really kind of lull Columbus into that sense of I'm a changed man. I'm not going to do any of the same shit I used to do. And then for him... To do what, I mean, we'll talk about it later. I don't want to jump on it. No, we but, can go into it right now, actually. But for him to do what he did with inviting players over under the guise of, hey, let's go, to, let, let's meet up at my place and get lunch. And then to go through their phone and then be like, all right, see ya. Yeah, so. Like, that to me is like, that's what, I think they got swindled as much as we did. Like, you, I don't. If you invite me to your place for lunch. <laughs> And you just look at my apps and then say, no lunch. Not apps, photos. <laughs> I will. Uh, I, will all right. I will kill you. That's fine. You can kill me. I will kill you. Both. You could be a good Batman. Where is it? All right. So the latest details. So to kind of touch on what Braden said. So apparently several of these incidents happened at Babs Cock. Wow. That's right. What happened at Babs Cock? He said, I want wow. you to take your phone out and take some pictures. <laughs> And then I want to go through the camera wow. roll. You know, I was trying to have be a little serious there, but I just I blew it. I absolutely blew it. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, anyway, so apparently several of these incidents <laughs> happened at Babcock's house. Um, so there we go. Got it. Got it down. Uh, and at least uh, one of the incidents reported a younger player was invited for lunch, told to take out his phone, had Babcock flip through his photos, and then he was told to leave without lunch. Bastard. You know, if if that is the accurate story, which, you know, at this particular moment, I tend to believe after everything that has come out and the reason that he's not here anymore, that's 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 bullshit. That's wrong. And Babcock obviously, you know, swindled us and swindled the front office, which I think still should not have been a thing. And now we're sitting here, you know, it's looking at this like, damn, like that is completely wrong. And I guess these antics were some of the same antics that he used in Toronto, Anaheim, and he just, Babcock never changed. He never changed, even though he said he was going to. And now we're sitting here like, all right, well, this is bullshit. Now it's kind of a, a black eye, you know, with the organization, especially the front office. And they know that. And I'm, and I'm glad that they owned up to it, right? They did own it. At least they owned up to it. At least they said we were wrong. At least they said, you know, referring to the fans, maybe they were right. And it's kind of like, a, well, we kind of told you so. But, you know, at the same time, I was siding with the front office at that beginning of the hire. I was like, all right, maybe maybe he is changed. And, and Yarma was a guy of second chances, given Tortorella, right? And Tortorella was nowhere on the sphere of what Babcock ever did. Tortorella, a lot of players loved playing for Torch, right? <laughs> Torch loved him a, or hate him. He was a hard ass, but like a lot of players respected him. Unlo- I mean, Dubinsky didn't, but you know that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but all I'm saying, like we, I was sold from the front office standpoint of like, hey, he's changed, and I was here for it, and I still backed him right when the story broke because I was like, I feel like it's just because it's Babcock's name out there, and there's controversy, maybe controversy, maybe it's maybe it's just being blown out of proportion, and that's kind of the hope that I was having, having, and that's what I talked about on last Wednesday's episode, and kind of touched on it last uh, this past Sunday episode. But you know, I was just, 
I, we all were bamboozled, right? All a little yeah. bamboozled here. Yeah. And I think there you go. Uh, and the other aspect of it is how quickly the front office and the players came to bat and were like, no. Yeah. It was so easily to just be like, you know what? There, this is just a little bit out of proportion. Like, yeah. Taking, again, it, with a, taking and, it with a grain of and salt. And again, I think it comes down to he treated the veteran yeah. players completely different. Yep. And he was kind of setting a precedence with the veteran players like, this is all harmless. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to invite, uh, ex- not that this is the person that came over, uh, Fantilli. I'm going to invite Kent Johnson Ooh. over here. And I'm just going to do the same thing I did with you. I want to get to know your families. And the veterans were probably like, oh, okay. I mean, I if it was harmless in this instance. So I don't think he's going to do anything over here where he just flipped the script completely, kind of manipulating, you know, the mindset of these younger players, which, you know, and at the same time, these guys are like, shit, I have the fate of my playing career potentially in this, in, in this guy's hands. And now I'm sitting here just completely mind fucked as to what the fuck just happened because Johnny Gaudreau and Zach Rowinski and Boone Jenner all said it was harmless. So if that was my, if that was Mike Babcock's like game and that's what that was his intention, that was what he was trying to do completely fucked up and, he will never have a job again in the no, National no. Hockey League. No, and they we'll didn't get lunch. Yeah. Yeah. They never got lunch. I wonder you. what they were like, Cook, we're cooking or ordering. He didn't so, cook uh, jack shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a Uber Eats thing? <laughs> but like, and, yeah. um, Oh, you think that it? was like kind of what was happening? Like, oh, was just, I think you're. It was, I think you hit it right on the head. Mind game. Yeah. It was and, like I definitely think he yeah. called the older guys in first. Yeah. So then that way, when it was like, oh, I'm going over to Babcock's house. To meet him one on one for lunch, and the guys yeah. are like, older guys are like, yeah. I mean, he was innocent. He just kind of yeah. saw, looked at my family. He, I saw his, blah blah blah. Yeah, I, I kind of. You show me yours, I'll show you mine. I kind of chuckle at him being like, yeah. I just want to see uh, some pictures. You're like family. What you did this summer? And they're yeah. like, hand the phone over, and then he's like, all right, okay. There's a good picture. Whoa, you got Tate McRae <laughs> in here. Uh, Tinder. Tinder. <laughs> he starts swiping for him. <laughs> Is that a Snapchat? Ooh, Snapchat page. Okay. Instagram, that's just a message. All right. Well, there's no lunch. You guys can go ahead and go. Like, that's, can I have my phone back? No, I'm going to keep looking through yeah, this. Yeah, right? I'll send it to you. Might as well get a new one. What a dick. <sighs> yeah. I just, we got swindled and it sucks. Say what I say. I was wrong. I jumped too early, but it was like on the basis no, here's of the thing. What I think we all, the I think we were all here's wrong. The thing. Players here's were the saying. thing. I don't think anybody on. Listen, were we wrong? Yes. But yeah. we, we didn't jump too early. We jumped to the point of what the facts were given at the time. Exactly. Yeah. That's and, what yeah. and I was, you know, are there times where I'm not going to support this organization? Absolutely. I've made it known many times. But at this moment, I was like, again, I've already said it. it I think it just got blown out the first the first couple of days because the facts weren't there. Then they, be, then they were there. And then when you figure it out, you're like, okay, yeah, it was wrong. And get the fuck out of town. And I mean, props to the... Uh players association that investigation that was done they kept it very well under wraps with like what was found but made it known to the people that need to be made known that like Mm -hmm. yeah this is yeah there's more to this and it's also like as much at the time as it didn't necessarily make sense in their initial investigation they didn't find anything wrong they're like we're keeping it open yeah well they had to come in and interview more yeah but again props to them for keeping it like they could have just been satisfied with them yeah fucking nothing went wrong Oh yeah. yeah. No, I mean the players association they're going to side on the players every time. I mean that's their job. That's their that's what they're that's what they're here to do. And you know, they they definitely found wrongdoing and and here we are. Here yeah. we are. And uh, ownership came out. I don't have the statement here, but you know, they were extremely disappointed in how all this happened and they kind of 
kind of went to bat for, you know, J.D. and Yarmo that, like, the next couple years, like, we think that we have a great team here, and we're going to pretty much keep these two around. Um, you know, obviously things can change very quickly in the National Hockey League. We've seen that exactly with what just happened here. So there's no saying if they do stay around long, long, but I do see them in this for, for this foreseeable season um, just for sake of, like, we can't just dump everything and start from scratch again because yeah. we've been working at this and, and working at Yarmo's team. and <laughs> Right? But... <laughs> But anyways, there is something to look forward to, and I'm going to do the right uh, sound clip this time. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from Babcock, because we're done. We've talked about it three consecutive episodes. You're dead to me. He's gone. Fuck him. We're like we'll see you later. We're like bad cock. Right. There you go. Good, good one. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So in the light of the whole, that whole situation, the Blue Jackets have a brand new head coach. Situation? I'm not talking about it. Exactly. Right. Uh, Pascal Vincent has been named the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Pascal, uh, he had been strongly considered for the head coaching position, uh, but lost out to Larson and Babcock both times. Uh, obviously a great opportunity, and he you know, he knows the players, which you love to see. Kind of just a sucky way to be introduced as a head coach, um, which, you know, whatever. It's his first head coaching job in the National Hockey League under some unfortunate circumstances. But, you know, he, he seems like a good guy. Um, he seems kind of more of a player's coach, not so much of like maybe a hard ass, but I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, behind closed doors, he's, you know, he gets the job done and, and the ways that he's going to do it. But, uh, don't shake your head. Like I said, something there, Braden, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be looking at any phones anytime soon. Let's just put it that way. Um, but yeah, he said, uh, every, every player gets a fresh start cause he's been an assistant here for two years. Um, so he's going to look at it, you know, from a whole fresh perspective, like, Hey, this is my team now, no matter, you know, how I've come and, 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 and coach with you and, and approach your style of game as an assistant. Everybody's getting a new, a new look and a new opportunity, which, which I do like that. Um, do we like the Pascal Vincent being named head coach? I think in wake of the situation, yeah, I think he's probably the right fit in this kind of quick fix of a shitty problem. But Part of the thing that worries me about it is he interviewed twice and got passed over twice, which to me, I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but for them, for you, for him to interview and then lose to Larson and then to interview and lose it to Babcock kind of worries me in the sense of that he was a second choice twice, Mm -hmm. but it's a fair point. But I think like to your point, he knows the players. He's been around the team for a couple years. Yeah, He knows a lot of the guys, and he seems to be very well-liked and well-respected by the team. So I'm not going to take... I'm not going to have a negative take on it yet just because I think he was kind of thrown into a shitty situation. Yeah. And, I, and I think... But I think being passed over twice doesn't necessarily breed hope for me with it, but I'm not going to shit on it sure i mean just yeah yet. the verdicts it's it is still out and i i think the reason that he got passed over the first time was larson had been a part of this organization for what so, nine ten years yeah. and he knew a lot of the players since springfield from cleveland to columbus Cam so at the start yeah so i think Boom, larson the start i could see why they went with larson over vincent because that was his first year as an assistant coach and he kind of he was brought on by the by 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 larson as an assistant i believe that year and uh, when it came to Babcock, I think they just got swooned over by a big name. They're like, oh, he's available. Oh, he's changed. Okay, yeah. cool. Let's bring him in. So <clears throat> yeah. um, I can see that. 
and that's what we talked about like before the hiring process for Babcock. Like if we didn't get him, I still truly believe, and people will say like 2020 hindsight on their end, be like, no way. Someone would have signed him. He would be coaching another team. For if sure. We didn't get His him. name was in conversation with a couple teams, I believe. He mm-hmm. would have gone to yeah. them. No doubt in my mind. And so other yeah. organizations realized, oh, he's not changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were like, oh, no, we didn't want to mess with him. You did. Yeah. But, yeah, that was a scenario of, like, if you're going to take a guy who's reformed. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Who's like, <laughs> who says he's changed, who you've done your due diligence, and he's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm here to help you guys win. I'm All right. You've got a proven history of it. Let's take it on. Yeah. That's the reason for him. And, again, with Brad Larson, he's been with us for so long. It only made sense between those two. Yeah. So, yeah. And, I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not going to. Dookie on it too soon, but dookie. it's Dookie. But I, like I said, obviously you just brought up good reasons for both of those hires to go over him. Yeah, but no, it, yeah. So it, I'm excited. Your I, concerns are valid because yeah. that's something I've, I thought about too. Oh yeah. Um, and then, but at the same time, I know like Yarmo and JD have were they've spoke very highly of him in terms of like he was strongly considered both times. I think he maybe he probably lost out just to them, right? I think I would I think, imagine. I think he was the guy they were wanting to possibly move forward with in the organization and it just came down to Larson was longer, Babcock bigger name, maybe one more year of assistant coaching, two years under Babcock and then maybe you take over, you know, we'll see where it goes. And so I think they have they have high hopes and and expectations for a guy like Pascal Vincent and I think that's, you know, why he's coming into this role and that's why they didn't really look out side for anybody they were like this is our guy this is going to be our guy we're confident in in pascal um do we have a nick is, is there a nickname for him yet who pascal vincent pasky it's gonna be pasky pasky i guarantee pasky pasky can i also say does his name sound like a font yes pascal vincent. oh yes absolutely <laughs> yeah right what kind of what font? Kind, yeah Curse of, what kind of oh. font like wingdings it, <laughs> no that was comic Babcock. stands <laughs> Um, I just, I, to me, it's like, a it's a, like a kind a, of an uh, italicized with, uh, uh, oh, what's it called whenever it has feet? I know what you're saying. Curs- cursive? Sand. Sand. Sanskrit? Sanskrit. An italicized Sanskrit. Okay. <laughs> Pascal That's Vincent. what Pascal Vincent is. You, you can make your own font, so maybe we should make one. Yeah, we should. Yeah, the Pascal Vincent. And no matter what you type, it'd be like, suck it, Babcock. <laughs> it just <laughs> auto-corrects. It. I keep hitting That's the letter A. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, all right, so Line A came out, a big fan of uh, Pascal. Got history. Got history, baby. He said... Uh, I've known him uh, since I got to Winnipeg at 18 years old. I'm super excited. I told him sh- that straight up. I haven't been uh, this excited in a long time. I'm super happy for him. Oh, so he's you got history there with Line A, and you know it's one of your stars on this on this team. So for them to have a solid relationship moving forward, I think is beneficial for both parties. So I I love the fact that Line A is all in on old Pascal. So I have I do have like a subtle excitement on it. Like I'm yeah. sure it's gonna grow. And it'll fall, but like right now, that's what she said. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> right now, I Quit do have playing with the mic cord with your toes. <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I do have a uh, Warren also like a, drives barefoot. I do. Sometimes. You got demons. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm a barefoot boy. He's raised out in Galpolis. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, My life was barefoot. Yeah. yeah, he didn't get shoes till he was in 12, 12 years old. He raised out there in the hauler, just about. 
pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I've been. To you should see where I was lived like yeah. till I was nine. <laughs> it was a shack. Yeah, it's a Your dad's double a pharmacist. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, so we did. They had no understanding of splurging. Oh, that's, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. I but then we got a nice house after that. Yeah. No, I have a subtle excitement for uh, Pascal Vincent. I hope it grows. I hope it continues. But I also hope he's not a uh, piece of crap. <laughs> uh, it I sounds like fair. he's not going to be. Yeah. A lot of the players seem to respect him yeah. and like him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I like Lightning. Yeah. I'm excited. To think about it, we just said this like. Four weeks ago about Babcock. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm stay away from excited. their phones. <laughs> yeah, just can I see you? No. If you just stay away <laughs> from the phones and you know let their personal life be their personal life and just get to know them on the ice and that's all you got to do, that's Pascal it. Vincent. That's all you got to do. Yeah, that's oh, it. Well. All right, moving yeah. on. All right, so we were going to do the ad read, but then I came across this on Twitter. So oh my god, wait a second, wait a second. Uh, oh boy, you guys ready uh, for this one? Yeah. All right. Injury updates already oh. on the camp. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Oh, okay. So like going into Mike Babcock I mean, is a healthy day, scratch, right? Uh, Kirill Marchenko back strain day to day. No, he's fine. Daniel Tarasov knee day to day. Oh, he always gets hurt. Uh, well, we don't want healthy. him to. He's our guy. He'll never be healthy. Uh, Matthew Olivier leg week to week. He gets hurt. I saw him at Target the other day. He was well, fine. <laughs> Jake Bean, abdominal strain week to week. Ugh. So that's just to start off the first day of training camp. Hey, that could be a good thing. Maybe Pasky V is pushing him. <sighs> Maybe. Vincy? But like, I don't want him to be hurt. Good Lord. It's not hurt. First are they injured of- or are they hurt? There's a difference. Okay, you're right. It's all, it's the, the at the worst, it's week to week. Week to week, first day of training camp. They'll be fine. I think Pasky V is just pushing them. They just got to get back into the flow of hockey, right? Like, yeah, know. they've all been... It's not pushing them. They haven't even practiced yet. He's pushing them. <laughs> then how the fuck they get hurt? They've been hurt. It was prior to. How? They didn't do anything. Shopping at Target. Shopping at Target. You've yep. obviously never seen Olivier <laughs> shop. <laughs> I do be jumping. Yeah, all right. Well, anyways. Jumping. Like crack in the 80s. All right. Before we get into our next segment, we got to talk about our incredible sponsors. First one being High Bank Distillery. October is coming up, which means Halloween. Right? Boo! That's pretty much what I was about to say. <laughs> uh, High Bank Distillery is doing booze. Oh. Play on like alcohol, right? Like booze and scares. But, but also scary booze. Yeah. Uh, booze at the bank. And it's also service industry night. It is October 15th. 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. Signature cocktails. Happy hour pricing all night long. There's also going to be a costume contest. Ooh. A live DJ and street food as well. Spoopy. October 15th, 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. at High Bank Distillery. Uh, who's at the bank, baby? Ooh. Come on now. I'm here for that. If you were to go and you were to dress up you know, for the for the costume contest, what would you be? Um, I would be... Uh, Lauren Bobbert at a Shrek uh, theater. <laughs> Who? You haven't seen that? We'll talk about it after the ad yeah, read. Don't okay. worry about it. Sorry. Uh, I w- Who would you go as? That's a that's a big question. Her boyfriend? Yeah, absolutely. Me and Warren would do a couple's costume. <laughs> I would go. And then Jordan could go as her vape. <laughs> Still don't get the joke. I love inside jokes. So I'd love to be a part of one one day. Uh, I would go as a giant cock and with a t-shirt that said Bab on it. Bab. 
Like well, let me see your phone. And I would have a, I would have a, yeah, a little. Walk phone. up with a lunchable and give me your phone after you're done looking through it. Throw, it it throw a lunchable over your shoulder. <laughs> no lunch for you. Get out of here. No soup for you. Get out of here. Anyways, booze at the bank, October 15th, highbankcode.com for more details. Warren? <gasps> SeatGeek? SeatGeek for you, my friend. Uh, SeatGeek is a good, uh, it's an app. It's a sponsor of ours. You go to the app, you go to their website, SeatGeek.com, and uh, uh, the first time you want to go to a concert or to a game or to any event that's on SeatGeek, you use uh, the promo code CBJA. That's like Columbus Blue Jackets Arena. Ah. (laughs) I like yours better. Yeah. Ah. And you get what? You get $20 off your first time purchase using our promo code CBJ. Wow. So you get anywhere from like a 50% discount to like a 10% discount. And either way, that's a fantastic discount. And it only works with one email. But yeah, if you've already (sighs) used it before, don't use another email. Like if you have a work email and a personal email, don't Don't use both. Don't Don't use both. So just go download the SeatGeek app and uh, do it right now. And uh, SeatGeek. Geek your seat. Geek your seats. You love to hear it. You wish you were me. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, to, I really wish I. He could had be to do you. it the other two podcasts. I had to do it the last two episodes. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, he did pick up on the geek your seat though. You know, I did say you know, geek your he's, seat. He's learning from the the best. I know, learning from the best. I want to be Warren when I grow up. Yeah, everybody does. Barefoot with a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> you know, hey, right? Come here, buddy. Get, get those honkers <laughs> away from me. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next segment. So, just like we kind of touched on with the uh, current players that are. Day-to-day, week-to-week, which you hate to see already. Uh, training camp has started today Woo! in our fine city of Columbus, Ohio. Ice is down in the old ice house and also Nationwide Arena. That's ice house. The boys, the, <laughs> <laughs> the boys are buzzing. You know, they're doing their thing, already getting hurt. Uh, so there we are with that. Uh, so it's all, crazy. We're 86 man games down already. <laughs> already. Uh, so a, a tidbit or a fun little thing. Not fun, I don't know what I'm saying. Anyways, a little thing to take away. All the players from Traverse City, if Kyle were here, he could talk about it. Yeah, mm. what, what do you have to say, Kyle? That's a lot of speed. All the players from uh, Traverse City were invited to training camp. We had a pretty damn good Traverse City. Um, we didn't even talk about it. Old Fantilli had a Hattie over there. Yeah. It's fantastic. That yep. everybody there was really good. My fault, I took pictures. Okay. I think we touched on it a little bit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we may have. A couple guys know. had multi-point games in the same game. Yeah. It looked, they were played good. And yeah. then, like, we lost. The, the only disappointment was, like, the loss in the third game. Yeah, but who was, was like, it? Four or five players were out. Yeah, it was Fantilli wasn't playing. DeMay yeah, wasn't playing. Malatesta out. wasn't playing. Which is no reason. Like, you've, you know? yeah, you're good. Yeah, you're, you're fine. Good. This you're tournament good. means nothing. Yeah, it really, so, really doesn't. It's just it's fun for the fans. It's, and it's fun it's for, for the, you know, it's good to get an insight. And development, too. Yeah, but, so uh, the people that needed to continue to develop, they stayed on the ice. And what happened happened. Yeah. But yeah they, they, and the they developed so much. They developed so freaking much, dude. So freaking much. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, so they were all invited to camp, which is pretty standard awesome. for the most part. Yeah. Um, so we, we raised the question on our, on our Twitter, or X, uh, who out of the Traverse City roster do you think will make the team out of camp? I think Gajero's making it. So bef- I think Van Tilly's going to make okay, it. Okay, well, they weren't on the Travis City <laughs> roster, so relax. Uh, so before we do give our kind of hot takes, I do want to mention this. So there's a lot of depth returning to the lineup, obviously, from last year. A lot of players that were kind of fringe guys, a lot of players that were kind of hurt off and on, players that uh, played on this roster, the Jackets roster. Uh, you have guys like a Danforth that we, we kind of just – 
gloss over sometimes when we're thinking about this year's roster, but he was a guy last year that just came out ready to go and then got hurt for the whole season. You yeah, got, he got hurt early, too, and was no, he, out the whole year. Well, he was out the whole year, and uh, he was a guy that we had a lot of high hopes for, um, and he's, he's a guy that can make this team. Granted, listen, I'm not talking about guys that were in Traverse City. I'm talking about guys that have been in the CBJ locker room. That There's just a lot of spots that uh, – and, and there's very few spots and a lot of people. You got Danforth. You got a guy like Texier. You got a guy like Foodie, Olivier, Blankenberg, Peak, Bernie, Bork. I mean, these guys are kind of fringe guys that have been in that CBJ locker room. And we have a pretty pretty impressive Traverse City roster um, and guys that are going to be vying for a spot. So out of that roster, out of some of these guys, who do we think gets an opportunity, gets a look, makes the team out of camp? Any, any thoughts here, boys? I don't know how many defensemen make it right out of camp. Because, I mean... We have a lot of fringe defensemen that I think were hurt all year, but we are thick in defensemen, especially with two big signings this summer. Always be thick, baby, in defensemen. You always got to have defensemen. Always be thick. So I'm not sure. I think there will be guys that show up throughout the year that can make an impact, but out of camp, I don't think too many defensemen will make it out. I'm going to go ahead and say the obvious one. Fantilli. I think DeMay's going to make (laughs) (laughs) I think Fantilli is going to make the roster right out of camp. I think DeMay could make a push for the roster right out of camp. Yeah. I think Malatesta could make a push for the roster right out of camp. Um, I think a lot of the guys that sat Sunday or the last Sunday was the last day of Traverse City. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of the guys that sat Sunday could make the roster right out of camp. And yeah. even some of the guys that were on the first two lines, like I think uh, Ronikov played on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're just saying all the people that we're all going to probably say here? Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Well, Veronikov. I mean, if we're all going to say the same people, I might as well get out of the way early. Yeah, just blurt it all out. Verunkov would be really cool to see, and that would be a potential. Dume, I don't think will happen, but they have been exploring like some kind of a, a waiver, a waiver agreement. Yeah, because what? if he, because if Dume doesn't um, make the team or doesn't like play with the Jackets, he has to report back to like whatever team he was playing for, the yeah. Halifax Mooseheads. Um, but there is a waiver exemption that other teams have used to try to get like, hey, we want this guy to, you know be in our system because we think he can be a part of this team at some point. Did you see him last year? Yeah, did you see him at yeah, Traverse City? Hello. Nuts. Um, he's a guy I'm very, yeah, I'm very curious about. Cool hair. Where's a sick yeah. number? Yeah, 69. I wonder if he'll carry that over to... Uh, I hope so. Yeah. I would to. buy that jersey. I think everybody would. Gosh. Everybody would. I'm but, 23 uh, still, Warren. You got to <laughs> take that into account. You are a little baby. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, the obvious one, you know, Fantilli. I mean, he's... I, <laughs> I see him emerging as our number one center in the next. I mean, <laughs> just like some of the moves he has, some just he's incredible, incredible player for just not being in the National Hockey League. Yeah, like he presents that, he presents deep, himself. Deep backhand, yeah, filthy. he presents himself like he's been a, he's been in this league for a handful of years. Like uh, the second goal on that hat trick in the hat trick game was like holy shit, dude! Like these are insane skills you have, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so I could. Fantilli is obviously the obvious one. Jordan Dumais is a guy I definitely want to. I want to entertain because we've seen what he can do. He's putting up like Connor Bedard yeah. numbers. Yeah, and he was. I think he ended the point. The point ended the season last year seven or eight points behind Bedard. Yeah, which is which nuts. is insane. So yeah. I mean, I think it's fair to uh, hopefully this waiver, however that process works. I don't know. I'm not into that side of things, but I, I know it's been done, and I feel like it, it can be accomplished. So um, to see him up here, I think would be would be huge. So um, yeah, I think. Jordan Dumay, Fantilli. Um, yeah, those are kind of the two guys that come to mind for me, obviously. But Warren, I don't know if you have anybody over yeah, there. I just think uh, in addition, Veronkov. 
Ron Cobb, yeah. You, you, I think he really could make that push. <clears throat> He's been they harped big time on his size, like in the pictures that I saw of him. Like, geez. how big is he? He's a big boy. Big, that's a uh, big boy. He, six, six, seven, six, seven. That is a massive man. I could be way wrong, but I hope he's six seven. That'd be sick. Um, but like, imagine being that tall. Six three. Sorry. God <laughs> damn it. On six, skates three. though. On skates, skates though. So he's like six five, six six. And I feel like something with the jackets tend to lack is a big body in there. So give it to me right now, baby. Yeah, Let's he's do it, a big boy. Let's do it. He's only an I want Bronkov in my rink. All right. Ew. Uh, <laughs> Matejchuk, another name that kind of comes to mind. Oh yeah, there. I forgot about him. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a handful of guys. You know, there's a lot of spots here, man. We're gonna, we're gonna. There's gonna be some. I think we're gonna just have an excess amount of players to where we might see some. I don't know Trade. how soon the trades would happen, but I mean, year. but do you think we trade them? No, the young guys. I was no, about to say, no, yeah. not the guys that we've been talking about. I think it's. Guys that you know, the fringe guys that we've had on this roster for a couple years, to where like you know sometimes like a they're Line in. A or a Goudreau, uh, no, or a Jenner, not, not those guys, but but yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting, very competitive camp this year and a very competitive uh, preseason as well. And I'm very curious to see how old uh, Pascal Vincent takes it in the front office. Pascal V, what they uh, what they want to make, so what tr- what moves they want to make, and who's going to crack this old lineup here, boys. So yeah, I don't get it either. Fair enough. Do you want to get social? Uh, yeah. There we go. There we go. We got it. <laughs> Let's answer your questions from old social oh, media. But while we're looking, the Lauren Bobbert situation, I can't believe you didn't see this. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. She's a Republican. Hey, oh, over. she was getting, she was stroking off a dude in a the movie theater. She's stroking off her boyfriend in yeah. a Broadway play while yeah. hitting her vape. Finger fucking and hitting vape pens well, in the middle know. of a Shrek musical. Let him live. And I saw that, like, she made a comment about that. And she's like, well, we've ended things. He's not getting a second. <laughs> He's not getting a second date. And someone was like, that's a first date. <laughs> Fuck, I, <laughs> you know, going back to not looking at people's phones and letting people live their lives. Let them live. Let them live. Oh, I don't know. It's where I'm at. Pol- All right, politics. Oh <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm amped for this question. I got a good answer. Yeah, right. girl. From Gopnik Hockey Life at Gopnik Hockey Life. What? What are you expecting from Jack Roslovic this year? Do you think he plays better than his usual average entering the last year of his contract? I would assume fans Tilly takes or will take his top six center spot. How do you think this impacts Roslovic's game? So I do think, I know there's a lot of Roslovic haters, especially on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, but I'm always on the side of, listen, his, his, his numbers always finish pretty strong. Uh, he's always, you know, flirting with like a almost 20 goals a year. Sure, we've talked about it. He's hot and cold, a lot of times cold. But I think, uh, yeah, being a contract year, it's a very good point from that question. We've seen a lot of players come out in contract years and perform on a whole nother level. So I can see it happening. I think Rozovic is a part of this team this year. I don't think anything has moved in terms of that. So, yeah, I'm on the side that, you know, Rozovic has a spot. We just got to figure where the hell he plugs in, especially if you got a Fantilli coming back who's or not a Fantilli coming in to where, you know, he's going to be a center somewhere. Um, so it's a matter of just where does Rozovic fit in? Is he just a, a third, fourth line center? And that's just kind of what we have to accept with him, which I think is kind of what we're going to need to accept with him. And yeah, so uh, I'm here. I'm yeah. Rozovic, I think is here. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, I think he's going to do well. I mean, his past two, three years, it's just been like, 
just so wavy. Like he yeah. would do well, then he would do bad, and then he would be just non-existent. And then like each year, he's like ended his season well. Yeah, like what yeah, it, last year he ended points. forty-four points. Yeah, eleven goals, like, thirty-three which, assists. Where did that come from? That's what I'm saying. Because every time I saw Jack Roslevic play, it made me want to not watch hockey. <laughs> I get that. <laughs> but I think, yeah, like it, it could be something about like that final year in the contract that he's going to be like, here we go, baby. And it's finally going to just be a good, solid yeah. year for him. I hope. I don't know because I'm usually an optimist, but yeah, I think he's going to do well. Yeah. I'm I'll not rooting it. against him. I sure. just don't. I'm sure. not rooting against him. He's on my team. I'm rooting for my team. I love all my team, but <laughs> I don't think he's that good. I just I I don't really think he has a spot coming into this year, especially with all the young talent we have. He's got a spot. I don't think he maybe early, maybe early in the season he has a spot. I just don't think yeah. he's done enough with his tenure in Columbus to show me that he deserves to be on one of those four lines. I think he when he's hot, he's hot, but he's hot for three games, and then when he's bad, he's bad. Yeah. I just I I think he has a spot early just based on him being around, but. All right, next I question. I wouldn't expect too much. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, spongy. <laughs> at, hey, Spongy. Uh, with Yarmo talking about culture for the Blue Jackets with the dismissal of Babcack, do you think he's more focused on the culture or more focused on saving his job? Uh, well, yes. I mean, he's definitely focused <laughs> on saving his job. I mean... I mean, this is a, this is make or break this year, next year for Yarmo because he signed a two year deal as well. Um, I don't know, man. Yarmo, he comes out and says again, he's another guy that comes out and says all the right things, and you want to get behind him, and you want to be like, "This is my team. I'm going to run through a brick wall for this guy." But yeah, I just haven't seen what I want to see out of a general manager with him over the past couple of years, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, he's up, he's for sure saving his job, but you know. I've heard the same shtick from Yarmo about culture for 10 years now. And what a, I feel like we've had the most controversy of any team in the league in terms of just random shit happening, making headlines um, beyond the Babcock thing. Um, but I, I, I'm, Chicago. Okay, well, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> I'm just saying, I just feel like it's just, there's just been so much shit over the handful of years here recently where I'm just, I'm almost ready to move on, but I'm willing to give this crop of players that Yarmo has a chance and if it doesn't work out here in the next one or two years I, to me it's got to go bye bye I don't the, even know if that was part of the question but I just yeah, went there and I'll say when it comes to any position in sports your job is to try as long as you can to not get fired and he's done pretty well of that. Yeah, I mean, 10 years. And, is, yeah, and, yeah. But I still lean more so on that he is focused on the culture aspect because of how he responded in like that press conference. He wasn't like just bending the knee and being like, oh, we screwed up. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean... Like, he was kind of like defensive at times. And I think he was like, listen, we, like, we messed up. It was a decision that we made. We're moving on from this. It is what it is. Yeah. Just kind of was point blank defensive at times. So I'm taking it with, like, he's more focused on the culture at this point. But, yeah, obviously there's still going to be, like, a 60-40 split at any point with saving your job. Yeah, he said, your all, job. said all the right things. Yeah. But I think, just, he, uh, I think he's primarily focused on the culture because I think, I think he knows his job is pretty safe this year unless shit just goes south very quickly. Yeah. But so I don't think he's necessarily worried about saving his job this season and he's worried about the culture of the team, which I think, in a sense, if that goes well, he has a job. I think they can go hand in hand. 
if the culture of the team is progressing and it's moving forward and it's a really good culture that he's kind of cultures, for lack of a better word, this season. I think I think it goes hand in hand with saving his job. I think if we have a good culture and a good year this year, I think he gets at least another I, year. I've heard it for ten years, and we've again. What have we done under Yarmo? Sure, like I, the way he comes out and presents himself, he seems like a great GM in terms of like his press conferences, interviews. He's so stoic, but I've I've heard the same shit year after year after year after year with him, and. Again, I'm willing to give this new crop of players that he's ushered in and these trades that he's made here in the offseason a chance for this year. But if things if things do not work out, I, I don't see why we hang around with Yarmo anymore. Personal take there. But anyways, next question. All right. From the CBJ haters at the CBJ haters. Ooh. Are they friend? Did we talk about this uh, last time? Are they friend of the pod? Kyle knows who they are. So Okay, yeah, friend of the pod. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, what are your expectations for Paz and the Boys? Great band, band name, by the way. Paz and oh, th- that could be his nickname, Paz, Paz for this year. What are your expectations for Paz and the Boys this year? Have they changed it all from before all of this? No. Paz uh, and the Boys? No, haven't changed. I think they've really grown musically. I think they've come <laughs> into them their, their own. But. Can you? What's one of their songs? Can you sing? Oh, you know, it's just, Paz and the Boys. They sing about bad, themselves. Bad Babcock, bad, bad yeah. guy, get him out of town. Nice song. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Song, nice song. Nice song. That's a good one. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> the verdict's obviously way out. I mean, this it's, it's just, I like the team that we're putting on the ice. I think that, uh, you know, and I know I've said it, and I'm not allowed to say it anymore. If the boys stay healthy, I think we're a fringe. <laughs> yeah, we're a fringe playoff team I, this year. I do truly Really? I think so. I think if we stay healthy and play to the roster, I think we are a playoff team. That's what I'm saying. Like, if, not fringe. Yeah. In it. In it. I th- I think we're we're in the conversation. I I truly believe that. Um, if anything, I think this whole situation that has gone down this week is just extra motivation for the guys, right? I think it's extra motivation for the players, for especially for the head new head coach Pascal. He's got a lot. He's got a lot to to prove in this role because he was a guy that has been given this opportunity after not getting it twice. So I think he has a, you know, I think he's excited for this role. I think it's a fresh new look. I'm here for it. And yeah, yeah, so in terms of expectation, I think that uh, if anything, I think the team just rallies together like, fuck it. Like, let's just prove everything wrong. That just happened over here. Let's uh, this whole blemish that Columbus is facing this week. We're going to just tackle it on and just, we're going to go at it. We're going to be ready to go game one. Um, that's my hopes anyways. I know I just kind of rambling there, but that's my hopes that, as to what happens. I think, yeah, French playoff. Yeah. Hey, I see it. Um, huh, next one. Uh, cowboy emoji at <laughs> underscore Stewart. Good guy. If you could have one pass player in their prime on this current roster, excluding Nash and Panarin, who to be and why? Oh, excluding Nash and Panarin. I got mine. I'm going to go with a wild card. We go Steve Mason in his prime. Over I, Bob? Oh, no, Bob. Sorry. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, Bob in his prime. Because I think this team has all the offensive weapons it needs. Eh, close. Close. There's one that's missing that I'm going to say. Okay. After. I think we have a decent defense. I think I think goaltending has kind of been our problem in the last couple of years. So I think if we could put Bob in his I mean, prime, Steve Mason had one good year, really. But his that was his prime but year. That was his prime, prime year, year, baby. But no, yeah. if we go, I think Steve Mason or Bob 
prime in the net, I oh think boy. it's a good team. It's only one, though. I'll go Bob. Okay. I'll go Bob. Mine is what we're missing right now. Goaltending, yeah, obviously. But I'm going a little out left field. Uh, Brandon Dubinsky. Really? Playing at center. Wins faceoffs. Fierce competitor. F- little fighter boy. Hates Tortorella. No, Tort's not on the team anymore, <laughs> so he's magically healthy. Prime year, he's good. Right. Okay. George Orr? <sighs> That's a toughie. What's yours, George Orr? I'm going to go completely off the What's board. What's yours, George Orr? Completely off the board. Yeah. No. <laughs> in terms of like, uh, in terms of. Mark my thought. No, defense. I'm, I'm going defense here. Oh. I'm going to go with a guy that was reliable for so many seasons with Columbus on that blue line. You want to say it on three? Oh, yeah. One, two, two three. three. David Savard. Oh. oh. I was thinking I Jared like Bull. <laughs> no, that's the obvious. I'm I like gonna, that. I'm going to go with a guy that stuck around Columbus for a long time, was reliable on the blue line, which I feel like sometimes we lack that the presence on the blue lines from time to time. Defense has been struggling lately. If we had, if I could plop him on this team right now, some veteran leadership right there on that, uh, on the old defense, I go Feder Tootin. Feder Tootin. Just a ran, I don't know, a random one I just thought of. I like it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Okay. All right. Um. Right. Uh. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh. Cole. Oh, I gave my answer. Yeah, I thought you had another question. Oh yeah, I do have one. I'm about to Cole. Say. Wait, from what are you gonna say, Cole? Cole. Uh, no, next question from Cole at CBJ underscore freak. Gosh. I like it, though. Preseason hockey starts in four days. What are line combinations you want to see oh, tried God. out during this time no, before it's preseason? Too it's too much. I don't know. Let's just go first line. What, what do you think the first line will be in preseason? Gujo, Line A, and Fantilli. <clears throat> oh. And I'll go, whoa. I think first line will be... Goudreau, line A, Boone. Fantilli will be the second Probably. line. But yeah. I think by the second week of the regular season, Fantilli will be C1, 1C. I think you just got to experiment with Fantilli up there. Give me a Marchenko. Give me another. No, give me a Kent Johnson on that first line. Really? Give me a Kent Johnson, a Fantilli, and then a veteran presence of a Goudreau or line A up there. Okay. Nice. I like that. I kind of like I kind of like percent faceoff win. Yeah. yeah. Although, if we're trying to put Johnson at a center, I mean, which I don't know if they're trying to do yet, we're going to figure Are that out. Are they still out. trying to put Line A at center? Uh, that, I haven't really seen well, rumblings Vincent's of it. In but now. He's we're probably going to f- ditch that. Yeah. Wait, did yeah. he coach? I hope, I hope. He coached again. last year. With, uh, with Did he coach with him at center? No. We tried uh, to, we couldn't remember. What were the two games that he coached when Larson was sick? I don't remember. I think Line A was at center one of those games. I thought it was. No. Okay. Because that was like a late season thing, and Larson's. Absence for two games was like kind of middle of the season. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I, yeah, I kind of want to see the young guys. Just I want to see what they can do mesh together, right? So um, I would love to see if we're going to keep KJ on a wing, I would love to see a Fantilli, KJ, a Gaudreau or a Line up there to see how they can mesh together. Give me that for a first line. Nice. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Next one. Sexy Texy. At sexy Texy six one four, is it uh, is it Texy is burner? Yeah, probably, probably. Okay. Or that one lady that was weird. Um, oh, that was trying to <laughs> gave uh, who was it? KJ her phone number? Maybe, yeah. 
Who will have the biggest breakout year, and why is it Texier? Incorrect. I don't think it's going to be Texier. Sorry about it. I think he'll have a. I think he'll have a triumphant return to the league. I hope but so. I'd love to see that. I have. I don't have high expectation for Tex. I think Tex will be on the team, but I don't see him just like breaking out. I really don't see that happening. I'm sorry. You hate me if you want, but I don't. I don't think that's going to be a thing. I hate you. Know, that's crazy. Uh, we already talked about a little bit of a breakout. We had a little segment uh, two episodes ago about breakout seasons for young guys. I think I went with Marchenko. I know he had a good year last year, but I mean he came in midway through. Good and year. I mean I think he's going to have an even better year. I mean, he put up, what, almost 30 goals last year, and he only played half the season? Yeah, it was nuts. So, like, that's insane to me, right? So, that's if he great. can pick up where he leaves left off there, um, just a ferocious scorer. Just, he has a lot of the intangibles that you want in a hockey player. Um, Thank so, you. <laughs> you right? Thank you. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, to me, I, I'm thinking if, if if Marchenko falls short of, like, 70 points, I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, I think I said it on that same episode. I think I said KJ. I know he had a yeah. big year last year. But yeah, no, but I think KJ is good too. I, I think he has an 80 point season this year. Yeah. I think he really finds a stride this season. Yeah. Uh, Liam Foodie. Oh, God. Bless America. Jack Rolovic. Oh. Cracks it. Cracks it. That's what he's doing at you the end of the season. Think so? Keeps it up. Again, though, but like there was just nobody there. He got, he, the, he he was, got the, the monkey off his back. I, I mean, I, I wish him the best, but again, look, we just our whole lineup was depleted, we'll and see. he got a lot of opportunity. But now I think you know with these with these guys in camp and this, the limited spots and the plethora of players, I just don't know if foodie's foodie's it. Right? I just don't. I just don't know. He's got the monkey off his back. All right, yeah, that's all <laughs> I got. That's yeah, what, that's, that's all I got. Question wise, yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. In life. Yeah. Okay. I respect it. All right, we're done here, little boomers. Episode 257 is in the books. Thanks for those questions. We appreciate it. Uh, it. Yeah, Yeah, shout out to boomers. (laughs) Good. Good. It's true. Good. Good Yeah, shout out to boomers. We wouldn't have a job. Two Elvis users and three Elvis users now and then some sins. You're just... Shout out to boomers. You're just just feeling it over there, guy. In the words of JD... Ah! <laughs> True. I could. I'm not going to do it again. Just <laughs> one and done. That was it. Uh, hey, thanks for listening to episode 257 of the podcast. We love you, little boomers. We'll be back next Wednesday, unless there's any breaking news and we come to you with a random Sunday guy again. Which I hope there's there's. Not. I hope I to hope God there's, there's not. not. That was a, not a fun episode. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, what were your thoughts on the episode today? Spay and neuter your bad cock. That, bad cock. Okay. Kyle, that was not Kyle. I said, Kyle, what were your thoughts? All right, cool. All right, we'll see you next week.